Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about everything that is AI and cannabis. We got a good group of uh, guests here. Two people we're going to bring on in a little bit. We're going to talk about everything that is media. So that's news, information, how to get it, how to aggregate it. Uh, if you're in the podcasting world, I'm going to talk about a little bit of tool, a few tools that we can use, all that good stuff. So we've got Reinsurable of Seeking Alpha, and we've also got uh, another guest we're going to bring on right now. Without further ado, Chuck, how's it going? Hey, good. How you doing? Doing really well. Chuck Warner, the founder and CEO of Cannabis and Tech Today. He's a seasoned journalist with over 20 years of experience in the media industry. He's uh, he's held senior editorial positions in publications like Forbes and TechCrunch and The Street. Chuck, thanks again for being back on the Talking Hedge. Hey, thanks for having me. It's been yeah. a minute since we've uh, since we've chatted. Yeah, I think 2019 or something like that. But time flies. Um, so, are you out in uh, Denver? Yes, yes, okay. Denver, Colorado. I know you spend a lot of time between here and Seattle, but you're all over the place. You've got expos, you've got a magazine, you've got podcasts, you've got businesses that you've owned for for pre-rolling. I see you're you're, you're sporting your STM shirt right there, Session Technology Machines for pre-roll automation. Um, which brings us right into automating. What what are you using AI for anything like personally, professionally? Just diving right into it. Yeah, no, it's a great question. And ironically enough, I met with uh, with a friend this morning and he illuminated me with all kinds of uh, new AI breakthroughs. So it was the timing was perfect before this podcast. Um, but yeah, personally, uh, you know, what we've found is that, um, you know, ChatGPT, I think, has been the real bucket of water in the face for everybody where all of a sudden we're like, OK, AI isn't coming. It's here. And people are using it. You know, one of the things that we do over here is uh, um, at STM, we're using it on the marketing side. Uh, we're using it, you know, for, for training. We're using it for all kinds of things. You know, you can just, if you put the, the right prompt in, um, it's, it's very easy to use. And so we've had it, you know, doing some copywriting. We've had it doing some stuff, you know, like developing training schedules. We've had it doing, you know, and, and I think that it's still kind of the early stages. So everything you get isn't going to be tip top. You know, it's not going to be as good as, you know, like a, like a real copywriter or something, but it's learning. It's getting smarter. It's getting better. And so at the very least, you know, what we're getting from it is a good jumping off point. And then, you know, you can take one of your your top people to go in and 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 sort of add to it. But, you know, just for, just from a ease of use and accessibility, um, I think it's a really, really game changer, you know, and I think that it's got a lot of people excited and I think it's got a lot of people scared. Yeah. Well, you know, we're all busy too, right? So there's certain things that we know that we can't take on. Um, it's just not going to be um, feasible or something that you can do that's sustainable, right? So, um, you know, for example, let me just kind of show you what what I've been able to do that I wouldn't have been able to do without ChatGPT, which is basically to create shorts. So five days a week, I, I put out a 60-second YouTube short. And the way that I'm able to do that is is through um, – well, I use Bar now. ChatGPT is uh -huh. having a little bit of a hiccup right now. It's not really able to do a lot um, that it used to be able to do. So every day is different. So um, what I do is I essentially go to like Bard. So it's Bard, B-A-R-D.google.com, same thing as ChatGPT. And I, I grab the, the website, throw it in there if I see an article that I like, and then it tells me about it. I ask it to create a 50-second summary. Um, 
and it does that. And then I'll ask for like an engaging title or headline that incorporates SEO keywords that are ideal for social media. And then I'll ask, what are your ideas of three companies' stocks that could be impacted by the news? So it'll spit that out. And then finally, I will go to this thing called Descript, where I'll plug it all in and it'll use my voice. It'll use um, AI generated images that go along or are supposed to go along with the story subject matter. And then it can spit all of that out. So it's a really nice way um, kind of kind of automating that process for shorts that I wouldn't otherwise able to do. 12 minutes um, um, seems like a really long time per per uh, set per video. Yeah. But it's not a long time. Like that would take me um, probably an hour to do all of that if if I didn't have this thing spitting out a summary in two seconds, you know. And it's it's a game changer, you know. It it, it really is because there's certain things that we're used to just doing ourselves and rolling up our sleeves and getting into, and all of a sudden, man, that process is just streamlined, you know. And it's it's just uh, uh, like I said, you know, a lot of people are excited, but I think some people are scared, you know. I think that uh, there's a lot of writers out there that are worried. Uh, I think that there's a lot of people that you know, um, this is what they do that they're going to have to figure out how to kind of work alongside it because I don't think we're going to be able to. I mean, I know we're not going to be able to put the, the genie back in the bottle. Right. So so let me ask you a, a few different questions that are all kind of around the, the, the same concept. You have the Emerge Conference, a really like one of my favorite, if not the best online virtual conferences I've, I've ever seen and participated in. And I'm wondering if like you'll integrate chatbot AI with that. You have the, the pre-roll machine, STM. Um, is there any kind of... Um, AI quality assurance or customer service that you could do. You have cannabis and tech today magazine. I would imagine you could do a whole lot from um, mid journey images to editorial stuff. Um, You have a lot going on personally and professionally. Like where do you see the biggest benefit in all of those things that you're involved with? Yeah, it's a great question. So, you know, going backwards to go forwards um, with with the Emerge Conference, you know, that was something that we that we launched in kind of a metaverse type environment. You know, it was the 3D VR avatars and walking around. And, uh, you know, we had four of those during the pandemic because we couldn't have real events, you know, uh, and, and events are kind of the lifeblood of the cannabis industry. So when we, when we launched that, we wanted to do something that was going to be next level and not just a glorified zoom. Um, like a lot of, a lot of things were during that time. So what we found out was there were limitations, uh, but there was also some really good things that came from it. You know, we got, we got like four pages and high times in their, uh, VR and AR issue. Um, so it, you know, kind of caught their attention. And one thing, you know, we had like 20,000 business cards exchanged amongst avatars in there at the platform and our, our content and our speakers were like, you know, I'd put them up against any in-person event ever. Like it was really, really top notch, but you know, that was a couple years ago and, and things have really changed. That platform has changed. Um, they've integrated a lot more stuff. So I think that there's always going to be a place for that. Um, I just think that right now, everybody's so excited about in-person events um, you know, with them coming back. Uh, but then at the same token, I've also noticed that some of the in-person events, maybe there's a little bit of fatigue, you know, like things are, things are kind of going in, in cycles and we were all excited to get back up there and go to them. And then there's so many events, people can't go 
to all of them, travel becomes an issue and stuff. So I think that, um, you know, these platforms are going to get better. I think that the artificial intelligence is, is huge as far as, you know, um, not just for the virtual events, but also for, um, you know, real in-person events. Uh, I was just talking to um, Sean, let's see, Sean Allen Nichols from OG Guard this morning, and he was talking about this technology that they have that's artificial intelligence. Uh, and he was talking about how, you know, basically they use this technology at the, um, at really big events like the Super Bowl and stuff. So let's say somebody like gets through the metal detectors and they have a weapon. From a security standpoint, the artificial intelligence can detect by using their cameras and using their systems and stuff that they have, they can detect if somebody's heat signature looks different because they have a piece of metal inside there and the artificial intelligence can pick it up where maybe a person wouldn't, you know, maybe they would just slip by unnoticed. The artificial intelligence then alerts them and they can go and they can apprehend that person that slipped through and got by. I mean, that's just one example of how an events artificial intelligence can, you know, um, it can be a real game changer and, yeah. and not just from a security standpoint, but, you know, also from a marketing standpoint. Um, in fact, I, I was talking to him and he, and he was also telling us about how they're using this technology from the cultivation side, you know, artificial intelligence again with this, with this tech stack that they have, which is, is pretty darn cool. And we'll be writing about it in cannabis and tech today. Um, he was also talking about, you know, say, a, say a plant gets clipped. Now, all of a sudden, uh, it will detect that that plant's temperature is changing. That will alert the artificial intelligence, and that'll let the people know that are running the grow, hey, we've got a problem here sooner rather than later. So the artificial intelligence, you know, from, from what I'm seeing, is allowing, um, allowing to make up for maybe where human error would have been there, you know, where maybe we would have missed it or it would have taken longer to catch on. That artificial intelligence is so fast and based upon what you teach it to look for and what you teach it to do and it's constantly learning, I mean, it, it, it's almost limitless, you know, what what it's going to be able to do in the cannabis industry. Uh, same thing from the, uh, the manufacturing side, you know, RFIDs, you know, packaging, you know, things like that. It's able to detect and pick up on things before they become a huge problem uh, and where maybe like human human um, um, eyes would not have caught it. Yeah, I thought it would come a lot quicker. It's actually how I got into the industry was trying to automate a uh, grow room. So I brought in some guys, some software development engineers from from uh, Amazon, and we started building a prototype. Uh, they got recruited to Time Magazine or I'm uh, Time Online, um, but the the concept is there. And it's still needed. Like to your point about humans needing to be involved or not. If AI is there and a leaf is tackling, the AI is going to know better based on the data if that's environmental or if it's based on nutrients. So there's still a human component to your point early on about mm -hmm. editing. It's advantageous, yet you still need that human component. So um, there's a lot there, even financial risk. We're going to bring on our, our next guest here, Rena, to talk about uh, how, you know what she's doing. But I think there's a lot to the financial aspect and risk management as well. So let's bring her on and uh, see what she's got to say. Rena. Hello. Mia. Glad, nice to, to glad see you're you. back with us. Yes. Um, so just a little bit about Rena Sherbel, director of audio content at Seeking Alpha. At her role at Seeking Alpha, Rena has helped to launch a number of successful podcasts, including the Seeking Alpha show, the AI Today podcast. You know, did AI podcast. write this? Because those titles are not correct. Ah, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. I'm so yeah. glad you said that. 
Yeah. Um, probably Speaking I of I human have, involvement. A couple, so, of, yeah. a couple of my things weren't right either. So yes. I don't know. There you go. I mean, I hate to cut you out, man. I hate to call no, you out, but no, I mean, no, I don't no, want people no, looking no, for those this shows. Is, this is perfect because I said, learn their uh, LinkedIn and give me a description based on, on that. And it's totally wrong. I love You this. need a human. One was right. You have the Cannabis Investing Podcast in there, right? And then the two others are Wall Street Breakfast and Investing Experts. Yeah, you like, need yeah, a human. Did... We need a human. <laughs> That's amazing. That's great. Uh, perfect. Because I was like, I didn't know anything about this AI Today podcast. Tell me more. Neither did I. Yeah, oh, that's great. Well, well there's, a little, there's a little human bias involved too, right? You know, like mm -hmm. I go ask uh, ChatGPT, what are the best cannabis technology magazines? Okay, maybe I'm leading the witness <laughs> a little bit, but of course, Cannabis and Tech Today gets some love. I'm like, man, this thing works good, you know? So. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, uh, so Rena, since that was totally wrong, tell me a little bit about uh, how you're using AI either personally or professionally right now. Well, I mean, I think it's a perfect time to talk about this, obviously, because everything you both are saying are true, is that it's this really nice inflection point for the technology. And I think we've seen it already for a bunch of years in the investing world. I mean, stock screens and, you know, we have a quant system on Seeking Alpha that definitely utilizes computer generating models in terms of deciphering different factors and ratings and grades for stocks and what to invest in and what not to invest in. But I think this is the intersection of where I think to, to Chuck's point about people being scared. Um, I think there's definitely a lot of people that fear technology and progress and to steal a line from Erica Badu. I myself feel like an analog girl in a digital world. I mean, it's, uh, I was born in the late seventies. This, I didn't grow up on this. It's taken some, you know, an acclimation process but like at Seeking Alpha, we've been talking about this for a while, and there's definitely people that are fearful. Are there going to be analysts submitting AI-generated investment analysis? Obviously, we have measures to you know look out for that stuff. But my point has always been, and I think it remains true, is with human involvement or with human supervision at the very least or monitoring and making sure everything adds up and it's not more biased than a human, <laughs> Um I think that it can, well, not only, there's obviously destructive forces and everything, but I, I think that there's a lot of help that can be that can be generated from this. I think right now in terms of headline writing or summary bullet points or time codes or, or things that are a bit maybe monotonous or you've been doing and can need some help or kind of just you put a bunch of word put a bunch of words in and you can come out with a nice headline or something mm -hmm. and not spend the time having to think about that. But in terms of writing an article or relying on it for investment analysis or relying on it, you know, to advise you on what cannabis product to buy, I, I don't think we're there. And I also know that there's iterations of ChatGPT. I think it's like two steps forward and one step back sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I would put it at right now. It's really interesting. And we had an analyst on one of our podcasts, uh, investing experts, Mike Zaccardi, and he was talking about anybody that wants to be smarter, play around with ChatGPT because you can only become smarter if you use it in the right way and if you're thinking about it in a kind of progressive, forward-thinking way. And the inevitability of tech helping us all, I think we can't escape it. Yeah. And I was just going to say, you know, to your point, I think that we started seeing these sort of sensationalistic headlines about what chat GPT was doing. Like it had its moment in the sun, you know, about a month ago, uh, mm -hmm. which just drew everybody to it. And then it came out with an app, but you saw like it, 
I don't know, it, it, it got some kind of degree from a school, uh, you know, uh, and then to, uh, to your point, uh, some lawyer was using chat GPT yeah. in like, in like a case or something and chat GPT like made up a bunch of uh, uh, cases like that it referenced or whatever, and it got caught. So, you know, um, that, that could obviously get the, the um, uh, attorney or, or their client, you know, in some hot water. So it's definitely not perfect, but from a, you know, a jumping off point, or like you said, you know, getting smarter learning, um, you know, maybe for an article, like giving you a baseline or, you know, for a, for a process or something, it's pretty powerful, you know, because if I went to Google and I said, hey, Google, write me a 500 word article AP style on AI and cannabis. Right. What am I going to get when I hit when I hit the button? I'm not going to get an article. I'm probably I mean, I'm going to get sent to something else or whatever. ChatGPT really changed the game by giving you something that you could now work with almost instantaneously. And even if it's not perfect, um, you know, like I said, it's a jumping off point. Yeah, yeah, that's by the way what I started to interrupt, but that's one of the great things about ChatGPT as opposed to the others is the instantaneousness of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I would use it. Uh, I always like to say this per episode, like the caution, because I, I, I see this as potentially problematic down the road where instead of doing your own research, which uh, recently got got, got um, categorized as like some right wing like conspiracy theory to like actually read and do your own research i i am going to throw out caution to the wind to say if you are only looking for an answer and to chuck's point it could be biased that could be dangerous instead of getting a list of things to do your own research and come to your own conclusion it's literally spitting out an answer which is incredibly convenient but also dangerous so to that point what are some benefits and challenges of ai while you guys think of that, I'll give you my own um, example, which is that so I run a, a hedge, me and my business partner run a hedge fund that uses AI and machine learning to do all fully automated trades. We've got an app that alerts people when to buy, when to sell. Sounds good on the surface. We haven't lost, we had a single monthly loss in eight years. But you look at the human traders who take emotions into that. And when you look at the pot stocks like uh, Podax or MG, um, these these ETFs, they got negative 50 something percent in 2021 and we were up um, like 94 percent. So it's about 150 percent difference there. And I think the only difference is emotions. If you can remove the emotions, it's a great tool. But what happens when it's inaccurate? You know, so that's why you always have to optimize and look at it and make sure that it's good. Um, so there are there could be some issues and challenges with that if, if you don't keep it in check. Having said that, in your own world, what are the benefits and challenges of artificial intelligence and automation? I'll, I'll go ahead because I, we, we've had some meetings about this and at the risk of sounding somewhat esoteric, and I, I think some, some may have labeled me as such. I, I do feel that we are guilty as human beings of searching out not always 100% correct answers from fellow humans. So mm. we're for sure going to get wrong answers from machines and robots. Um, I, I, you know, we have confirmation bias, we have recency bias, we have a, a whole bunch of, of blind spots that keep us limited, I think, in our knowledge and expansive learning. Um, so I think just like we need to know how to learn from humans, we need to know how to learn from AI. And to Chuck's point about a lawyer, you know, passing off AI as compelling, uh, you know, litigious material, I, I think at risk of dating myself again, you know, it's kind of like Cliff's notes. 
I think if you're reading Shakespeare in high school and you may not understand everything and Cliff Notes can help you out. But if you're only reading Cliff Notes, you're going to miss a lot of the beauty and the understanding of Shakespeare. And I think a, a smart and, and intellectually curious people person will use something like cliff notes as an addendum or as a complementary uh tool but you can't just use the cliff notes i think you can't just use ai and i think we could be in 50 years it's probably going to look a lot different but i bet in 10 years i would probably still be saying the same thing that yeah. I, you know humans are humans and machines are machines and sometimes you need a soul and a brain and a heart and a pair of eyes and discernment that, to that, your point, people think that word of mouth is the best advice, but I've had a friend who for the last eight years has gone from one legal um, lawsuit to another to another, and it's always because of the wrong advice. He goes and asks people, hey, who, who should I hire or what, what lawyer should I get? And he gets like the he's not getting subject matter experts and it's getting him into trouble. All I, I can't handle it anymore. I finally blew up at him last week, and, and I don't know if I'll ever talk to him again, but I just couldn't handle it anymore. Like, you have to figure this out and get a subject matter expert rather than asking a human for, you know, your, your neighbor's cousin's attorney who's never done law before. Get out of here. I don't have the patience for that. Chuck, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What I was going to say is, uh, you know, when I was talking to uh, to Sean about AI this morning, you know, over a, a cup of coffee, I said, what's the one thing AI can't do? And you know what he said? Mm -hmm. Can't feel. I was going to say, yeah. 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 It can't feel. It doesn't have feelings. It doesn't have, you know, empathy. And so I believe empathy is a, is a superpower. Uh, and, and so that's one thing that it can't do to replace people. So, you know, for those watching right now, you know, if you've got, if you've got feelings, you've got one step ahead of AI, you don't have to worry about that. So Chuck, um, let me play devil's advocate really quick and, and ask the therapist AI that are coming out and, and in huge popularity and people are more comfortable with that and asking the human therapist, can you leave the room when the human therapist is the one that's supposed to be the one like monitoring this and supervising this? And yet the humans are like, oh, no, I'm going to spill my entire guts to this uh, non-biased into this thing. Um, it, but it has no emotions, but they don't care. They just they want to be heard. They don't really yeah. want the reciprocating advice or I don't know. Man, what do you think? Well, I think that, listen, sometimes when people are having an issue or having a problem or they want to talk about something, I think that some of us have a tendency to try to solve the problem. And some people don't want you to solve the problem. They yeah. just want you to listen. Right. They just want you to be there. I have an 11 year old daughter, so I am learning this. <laughs> that you know what sometimes it's not for me to solve it it's just to be present and listen and I think that you know this technology could could obviously do that. Um, I, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I, I, you go ahead, because I was going to bring up something about time, about how it can really save us a lot of time, but I'd like to hear what you think. I was just going to say, I heard Esther Perel, who's one of the greatest relationship uh, therapists and podcasters around, and she was speaking at South by Southwest, and she had a, uh, a talk called Artificial Intimacy, and she was mm -hmm. talking about using AI. She did this uh, deliberately with clients. And just really briefly, the, the thing that's missing is nuance, you know, or remembering something that they told you. It's just, I think that empathy and the nuance is missing. Yeah. I've got a friend, Mary J. White, who's got a sex podcast. I just sent her this new bot called Sex, sex Bot or something like that. I, I don't know what it is or how it works, but I'm imagining it's just like a sex chat bot. I don't know if it's accurate or whatever, but they are trying. That's for sure. Um, 
Well, back to back to um, cannabis. Where do you think? So we already know where it's at, and it's got its glitches, and it's sort of being incorporated, but more on it seems like the media side and and marketing. Um, you know, with, with the timing of it all, what do you think the future of it is with with AI and cannabis? What are the potentials? Where could it go? You guys have any opinions? Well, one thing I was going to say is, you know, about everybody who's who's running a business and how artificial intelligence can help and where it's going. Um, you know, if you're managing a lot of people and you're watching, you know, them and you've got, you know, different screens and, and you know, you're kind of monitoring, you know, what's going on. You like to see what's going on in your company. You like to, you know, have some eyes on your different departments and stuff like that. That takes time. That takes energy. That takes your focus away from other tasks. You can program artificial intelligence to look for certain things on those cameras or hear certain phrases that it then can alert you to. Um, this can apply to things like, you know, your, your, uh, uh, your ring cameras, your security cameras, right? Your AI can go through thousands and thousands of hours of that and only pick out certain things that you want so that, you know, a human doesn't have to sit there and do it. Uh, and the same thing like monitoring your people, you know, if, uh, um, you have a system where you're physically like, you know, maybe listening to their sales calls or you're, you know, listening to them talk talking with clients or something like that, AI can pick out certain phrases. So if you have salespeople that are always discounting, right? And you don't want your salespeople to be offering discounts, instead of you having to listen and be in on that call and everything like that, the AI can pick out certain phrases or certain things and then bring that to your attention without you having to sit there all day long, like Big Brother watching cameras or listening to stuff there. So I think that's a practical application that's only going to get better and that will help with management and command and control of, of your companies, especially when you've got a lot of moving parts like we do in cannabis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Rena, you got any um, future AI um, expectations with, with cannabis and how it might be integrated? I would imagine a, a good use of it is entering AI politicians to try and pass safe banking instead of the ones that we have. <laughs> Just programming politicians to do something right. Uh, I'd love to see that implementation. Other than that, I mean, probably I, I see it a lot in the growing, perfecting that type of, uh, you know, just in the cultivation process. Yeah, yields and, and yeah. stuff like that, you know, like you were talking about how they can use it with stocks and things. Same thing, right? Uh, the artificial intelligence can help the cultivators, you know, maximize their yields uh, by analyzing all of that data and then just constantly getting smarter and smarter and smarter, you know, uh, applying that where it would take a human, you know, I mean, basically we're talking about quantum level learning and that is is something to be able to tap into that's, you know, we cannot do. Yeah, I, I wish some of these license holders would grab the the OG cultivators first, um, and then use AI to help them scale because they've probably never done that before. But I'm really tired of the lack of consistency. What happened to Blue Dream, for example? Um, the lack of availability, like my store, just basically stopped carrying it. Now, granted, Chuck, you've been here in Washington. We have 2,800 SKUs on the shelf sometimes, or at least 1,800. Yeah, 1,800 SKUs. That's a lot. So yeah, maybe it's hard to manage, but maybe AI can help you manage that and alert you. Like I built um, a spreadsheet for my wife like over 10 years ago and it's um, it's VBA based. And so it's got macros and everything in there. So when she makes a recipe, it keeps track of all of the things that she would use all of the flour. And so when the flour gets to a certain mm -hmm. level, it'll alert you and say, hey, flour is low. You need to go buy more flour. It'll give you the cost of the recipe using the um, 
all of the appliances and everything like that. So I would imagine that, by the way, that took me like 40 hours to write that, uh, that VBA because there was dozens of, of different steps I had to do, which I learned from my job at um, Capital One to uh, automate like a four hour project. But um, I didn't tell anybody that I automated it. So I had like four hours free in the day because the last time I did something like that, they gave me a $5 Starbucks card. So you're not going to reward me. I'm not going to tell you about it. Uh, but I, I do see in the future that using something similar to that VBA automated process where they can have a process from start to completion and really kind of automate all of those processes um, automatically outside of just that VBA scale of a spreadsheet. So it can go from one database to another spreadsheet to another um website, whatever, and automate a whole bunch of stuff. Kind of like what I showed you at the very beginning on how I do my shorts. I'm literally going to try and automate that whole process start to finish um, through through AI without having to do anything. So uh, wish me luck. <laughs> Good luck. Well, I think, uh, you know, like you were talking about the recipes, wouldn't it be cool? And, you know, this this would definitely be some kind of AI, but I've always thought like when you buy your products at the store and you put them in your fridge, if you just scan them all when you're putting them in your fridge and then um, based upon when the uh, expiration dates is, you could like have your fridge tell you, hey, you've got this getting ready to go bad, this, this, mm -hmm. this. Here's a suggested recipe for dinner. Wouldn't that be great? Mm. Wow, of, like, nice. Go in and, yeah. you know, like, have you ever bought stuff that you intend to use and then you don't get to it in time and it goes right. bad and you feel bad throwing it out? So um, I think that's definitely something that I think would be really cool and kind of like the Jetsons. Uh, I was just going to say, I feel like that was probably a Jetsons episode or something. It's about time. I mean, I don't know if you guys heard about the Biden administration having this uh, 2028 flying taxi mandate, but it's about time. Next thing we're going to get... <laughs> food in a pill or something stupid from the Jetsons, but uh, I guess what's we'll I, I think, um, I think honestly, it's, it's about pain points in businesses and really analyzing how can technology, how can automation, how can artificial intelligence help in those areas? Because all businesses have those pain points. They've got things, uh, areas where things get bottlenecked and, you know, just an example, like with STM, you know, um, hiring people right now is not easy. Um, you know, there's, 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 it's, it's a problem. It's a pain point. So automation steps in, right. You know, our machines help people, um, produce great pre-rolls and, and it's almost kind of like having an employee, you know, it's like having a, a droid that's sitting there working all the time that doesn't, you know, call in sick and doesn't take days off and, you know, uh, doesn't mind working on weekends. So I think that automation is helping from a standpoint of labor. And then that allows those companies to allocate funds, different areas, you know, where before it, it would maybe be going in there. So the automation and the artificial intelligence, they're not going anywhere. And mm -hmm. so the idea that we're going to fight it or we're going to somehow, you know, you even mentioned earlier, uh, you know, talking about artists. I mean, listen, there's some artists that are leaning into this that say, I want to go ahead and have my likeness be, you know, licensed and make some money off it while other ones are absolutely terrified, you know, and it reminds me of remember when streaming first came out and all of the artists were like, absolutely, yeah. you know, they wanted nothing to do with it. And I think it was like Metallica. And then they were like, we're never going to, you know, Napster. Eventually the technology was, was made to where they could all make some money. I mean, probably not as much as they should, but they had to kind of lean into that streaming technology. And I think that, you know, for artists and, and um, uh, IP, it's, it's not going to go anywhere. And it's just something that we're going to have to figure out how to work with as opposed to against it. Yeah. Rena, any um, crystal ball predictions or, or last words? Any final thoughts? 
Well, AI is here to stay. Uh, you know, don't fear the technology. I think it's it's coming. And, uh, you know, like we've been echoing here, I think use it to your best advantage. That's what everybody else is trying to do. So use it to your best advantage. And I would say get good at it and uh, and, and don't fear it. Awesome. Um, all right, Chuck, where can they find you at? Chuck Warner, he's a founder and CEO of Cannabis and Tech Today. And according to AI, he is a previous premier of Canada. Um, <laughs> where can they find you at, Chuck? Two-term, two-term premier. Um, yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn, uh, you know, Charles Warner, um, uh, Cannabis and Tech Today. Hopefully uh, the people are familiar with that because we cover a lot of topics like AI and automation and stuff like that. Uh, you can find us at Canna Tech Today and then um, STM Canna, any kind of pre-roll automation needs you have, it's just stmcanna.com. Awesome. And then we also have a uh, Rena Sherbel, director of audio content at Seeking Alpha. Where can they find you at? You can find me at Seeking Alpha. I host the Cannabis Investing Podcast. I host some episodes of Investing Experts Podcast, which, by the way, has a lot of really great actionable uh, AI and tech uh, stock analysis. We also have a, a podcast called Wall Street Breakfast, which is investment news. You can find me on Seeking Alpha, LinkedIn, Twitter. All over the place. Yeah. Um, well, I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Or don't. And I'm out. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Tune into a major journey podcast today, where guests take listeners on journeys and immerse themselves in the roller coaster ride both in and out of the cannabis space that brought them to where they are today. Throughout our conversations, guests share valuable lessons that they've learned along the way that listeners can use to empower growth both in their personal and professional lives. Check out A Major Journey today on all major podcast platforms. Josh.